Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Thank you so much, Glenn. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you, Sarah, and to the whole Breakfast with Champions team. I'm Alex Carter. I am a law professor and a negotiation trainer to the United Nations and the Fortune 500. I've spent a decade helping entrepreneurs, corporate folks, and tired parents learn how to ask for more in every area of life. And I wrote a book called Ask for More that teaches people a few simple, powerful questions they can use to negotiate anything. So I'm here today, having flown back in last night from Ohio State, where I gave a lecture to a bunch of folks who were very disappointed about their football team losing over the weekend. We had a fantastic experience. And I'm here up again this morning because I love to teach. And so I want you to flash your mic if you're with me here and ready to learn today. I'd love to see who's here. I see Amanda, I see Monica, Rocky, Tim, Nathaniel, Annette, Dora Maria, Jeff, Linda. Okay, this is awesome. We have a huge audience here today and I'm so pumped. And I'm even more pumped because Glenn and I clearly were having a mind meld. Why? Because we are talking about growth And this is my message for today. My message is never shrink yourself to make other people happy. This is the message that I posted yesterday on my social media and people were DMing me by the dozens about it. And I wanna start today by telling you a story. So I had a friend who was working in a corporate environment, big, big company, and it was, I'm not gonna say toxic, but I'm gonna say this. She was continually told, you're too much, you're too direct, you're too abrasive, you're too this or too that. And this friend was killing it. She had amazing results. They couldn't knock her on her numbers, but they sure wanted to let her know that she was too much 
for their corporate culture. And I'm wondering if anyone here, if anyone on my uh, stage here, any of my friends have ever been told that you're too much, too ambitious, too loud, too something. Okay, flash your mic if that's been you. Yes, and, yes. Okay, all right, who's that? I'm gonna come to you, um, Joy, first. I wonder if you could tell us briefly about that time that you were told that you were too something and what it made you feel inside. Oh my gosh, this hits home. So I'm six one. People have always been like, you're too tall to wear heels. You're too, uh, I mean, in business, you're too ambitious. You work too hard. You um, love too hard. You are the most. You dress loudly. You, um, someone told me once, like, you just live loud. And I thought, I thought that was the best compliment. But used to be you talk too much, and now you just get paid to talk. So keep on doing the most it always pays off i love this oh my god and i i love it joy i just want to say that what you've said resonates for so many people right anything that is different or striking about you people often will feel threatened by and so they will try to turn that into a negative right the, the problem is that too often, right, you know, Joy is a, you know, you can hear the strength in her voice, can't you? You can hear the self-love and the self-acceptance. The problem is that for so many people, maybe even for Joy initially, you feel shut down. You almost start to doubt yourself and your version of reality, right? As though you feel inside that you're one way, you see your worth. But so many other people are telling you things that you start to take that on board, okay? So my friend is in this position. She's continually told she's crushing it. Every year, she does get a raise, but she gets told, you need to tone it down. And so she decides she needs a change. But what is she going to change to? Okay, so this brings me to my tips for today. Number one. I counsel thousands of people every year who are looking to ask for more, make job changes, put themselves in better environments. And no, but there's never been a time of greater movement, greater change than right now, because people are reevaluating. I did a survey, others have done survey. The number one factor is not money. The number one factor is feeling plugged into a life that is worth living. And the number one piece of advice that I give to people who are contemplating a career change or getting out of a bad environment is this, okay? I don't want you to think about the labels of the job. All I want you to do is pay attention to the moments of joy that you do experience. Those moments of flow, those little moments within a job that doesn't work for you of you feeling like this is me at my highest and best. And do you know what it was for this friend? Again, she worked for a really big company. She had a side hustle. It was a podcast, a passion project. And she loved doing the social media around that side hustle, around the podcast. She had a couple of prominent guests on the podcast and they saw the social media she was doing and they wrote to her and said, this is incredible, who does your social? And she said, I do it myself. And she started to realize that the thrill she got from connecting with powerful people 
and also in then creating social media that reflects their power was something she could build a career around. So she made a plan. She saved what she needed to save. And then she did tip number two. She consulted her committee. Here's the thing. Each one of you in this room needs a committee. What's your committee? Your committee is a group of people, however small, it could be a couple. It could be for me, I've got, you know, Sarah, Tamara, and Scott, right? Okay, I've got three people. Your committee are the people that you can call anytime and who have your back no matter what. Your committee reminds you of your gifts. Your committee reminds you of your worth. Your committee gives you permission to go for your ambition. Your committee keeps you on track. And so this friend reached out to a small committee of people, including me, saying, you know, I've been told these things at work, and so that she could have a powerful reality check. And here's what I want to say, folks. You're all here in Breakfast with Champions, right? This is the Millionaire Breakfast Club. You can get poured into 15 hours every weekday, right? 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can, you can come on Saturday, 6 a.m. to noon. You can come on Sat Sunday for Club 111. Consider this your committee. If you, especially if you don't have people in real life, Clubhouse can be a great place to connect with people and have people remind you of your gifts. And I'm hoping you're gonna allow us to do this here today, okay? Because truly, when you have a committee of people who have no skin in the game, right? It, you know, they're not benefited by keeping you small that's when you're gonna really be able to have a mirror up to you to see your gifts truly. And so this friend got her committee and she saved and she went out and started crushing it. This brings me to the last thing I wanted to talk to you about today and Joy basically said it up front. What makes you different, what makes you too much in quotes, is your market advantage. You know, all of that directness, all of that get it done energy, frankly, what my friend was exuding when she was at that large company was big CEO energy and they didn't like it. And so she went out and became the CEO. She doubled her corporate salary in year one. For those of you who are entrepreneurs, you know, what an unbelievable accomplishment that is, right? And she did it because she decided she wasn't going to shrink herself to keep people happy. Last story I'm gonna tell you here today, Joy, I can't believe how similar this is. Years ago, I was back in law school, headed to the finals of our biggest moot court competition, really, really big competition. I'm the only woman. And a judge told me in front of this entire auditorium full of people that my voice was too big for a woman my size. I'm not like Joy. I'm 5'2 in sneakers, okay? I am never the biggest person in any room. I can wear as bright a color as I want. You might barely see me, okay? You, you blink and you miss me. And this person heard my voice and decided to try to cut me down. And it was a person in a position of authority. Do you know what I did? I looked at the panel of judges. There was one woman on that panel. 
And I called her the next day, cold called her in her office. And I said, hi, I'm the woman from yesterday. I need to talk to you about my voice. And she said, Alex, what that guy said is bunk. Just watch. Your voice is going to be your greatest asset. And yesterday, for the first time since 2019, I got back on a physical stage to do some public speaking. I speak to audiences all over the world. And the number one comment I get is, how did you get your voice like that? You have such a powerful speaking voice. And it's a compliment. The fact is that your greatest strengths are often what's going to provoke a reaction or provoke insecurity in the people around you who don't want your highest and best. So if the table you're sitting at says that you are too much, I want to give you permission here this morning to ask for more and find a table where you belong, where you can be exactly yourself. And if that table doesn't exist, then I want to be here along with my Breakfast with Champion friends to help you create a new table for yourself and for other people. So with that, I would love to hear some stories. I saw some flashing mics before from people who said that this resonated for them. And I would love to hear some, uh, get some flashing mics from people who might like to talk about a time they were told they were too much. And um, maybe you're struggling with this right now, in fact. You've been told this. You know, um, Amanda, I see your mic flashing. I'm going to come to you and then to Jeff. Amanda, go ahead. Good morning. Let me just say that your voice empowers me. I love listening to you. You speak with conviction. You speak with authority. And, like, you get it. That, I was on the back channel literally going, like, I have chills because you're totally telling my story. This is exactly what I did last month. And I would hear things like, you want too much. Like, are you ever going to be happy? Like, you keep, every time I, I think about what it is that you want, it's like you're chasing another finish line. Like, you always want to go bigger. You always want to go better. And I started to turn internal. Like, I really thought to myself, like, am I ever going to be happy? Is this a problem for me? Am I not happy? And it wasn't until I got outside of the box that I realized two things. First and foremost, the people that you surround yourself with 100% matter. And also, I felt bad for the people that I was with for the last six and a half years, because the reality is like, I was making them feel like they weren't enough because how much I wanted. And if they, I was so okay meeting them where they were and bringing them with me, the reality is though, they didn't want to come with me. So I had to get out of that box and mine started from a side hustle. I started coaching and consulting five and a half years ago and I found passion in it. And I got to a point where, and I've literally said this, I felt like I was the nagging wife pulling someone by their collar going, grow bigger, grow better, let's go. And they just didn't want to come. And so I had to remove myself from that situation. And now being on the outside, like I can be whatever I want to be. I can do whatever I want to do. And the traction I've made just in, a last, in the last month, like I'm so excited to see where I am 12 months from now. So I 100% resonate with everything that you are saying. And sometimes you don't even realize it until you're on the outside looking in. Oh my God, Amanda, this was such a powerful share. I want to thank you. And truly, I, I want to reach through the screen and give you a hug. I, you know, every time a woman is told, especially, you want too much, 
for everybody here on stage, if you've ever been told something like Amanda was told, you want too much, Amanda touched on this, but sometimes when you're really ambitious and you have a vision and you're going places, you trigger what I call, I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, you trigger what I call the big two in other people. The big two are emotions that really get in the way of our conversations. And the big two are fear and guilt. Amanda, you were totally triggering the big two in those people, right? That the husband you were nagging, right? To try to come along with you. Those people were looking and saying, gosh, look at Amanda. You know, this is making me worried. You know, if she's doing all this, you know, what should I be doing? And then they started to feel guilt. They probably had a prick, a small prick inside of them that said, you know, maybe I should be doing something too, right? Maybe she's doing something that I should be doing. But the fear and guilt got in the way. And instead of using it to make themselves better, they decided to try to make you feel wrong, right? Here's the thing. Your circle matters tremendously. You know, I want you to know that the folks on this stage are the opposite of that. When you get your real committee, people want to cheer you on. I can't tell you how many people after my first segment here reached out to me to say, Alex, loved your segment. Great to have you as part of the team. Isn't that the kind of table we all deserve, right? People who, you know, they don't need us to be super successful. It's not like Amanda's you know, a clout chaser only wanting to be associated with certain people. It's about wanting your friends to win, right? Wanting your friends to reach their ultimate, their highest and best, whatever that looks for them. Amanda, you're powerful. I'm so glad people know about your consulting and I'm glad to hear your story. I heard, I saw Jeff flashing his mic. Yeah, I, I gotta echo her words. Seriously, I've heard you before and you speak so powerfully and uh, it's funny i was actually going out to get breakfast and i was like oh i have to hear this and you spoke right to me when you said man has anybody told you you're too much and everything and listen you know i i, I literally uh became jeff the entrepreneur because i i was scared to heck and i didn't know you know after you know going through a few things in my life and i said hey i want to start my own business but i was scared to do it and I used to watch, I actually bought a course online of a guy who told you, you can fake it and you can post in front of cars, do this whole thing and people will love you. And I thought, no, I don't want to do it that way, you know? So then I started being really loud about doing it the right way and really just and really just doing that and just documenting the journey kind of very much with Gary Visas. And I used to get in tr and yelled at all the time, hey, Jeff, you're too much. You're all over the place. You know, this, that. And. You know, I, I wanted omnipresence, you know, for, for the message that I have to inspire others always. And you said not just be a cloud chaser, not care about a blue check or certain social cred, but really the person you impact anywhere you go, whether it's the guy at the gas station. Like, I don't go live all the time when I'm at the gas station talking to someone or inspiring someone. Or there's a girl I'm bringing to the wedding with me, and she's, she's in a spot where she actually right now uh, has to be a therapist for kids to handle um, – uh, what is it? Uh, they, they can handle uh, big uh, surgeries, right? Make sure their mind's okay. That's what she does. Very stressful job, but more stressful than that is the people around her who don't believe in what she is and what she, she's been. So she's like, man, Jeff, I love talking to you because you know you empower me. She has so much greatness in her. I don't know if she's listening now, but uh, I love just empowering people to be great around me. You know, and that's why 
I'm always traveling wherever I'm at doing exactly that. And, you know, just recently I was out in LA and, you know, I went from failed, failed software, invested in a software lead generation, working on so much stuff. To me, it was a lesson learned, but now I'm, I started my own consulting firm on Wednesday after getting flown out, uh, seeing a whole other huge multimillion dollar company. And the guy turns to me who brought me in and says, no, I mean, you're a consultant. That's exactly what you're doing. That's why I brought you in here. Right. So then it was like, man, I have this connection of people I built up that I know can help get him to his vision, you know, who can recruit a sales team, who can bring this on, you know, who can look, work out sales commissions. Right. So I started connecting pieces and then I went from there. We're going to do a pretty big contract and then and then go from forward. So it's, it's funny because even me saying that sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, what are you doing? You, you can't be doing this. Right. And you'll hear it. But when you're in the right circle with the right people who believe in you and want you to succeed, man, that all that's all that matters. So 100 percent, you spoke right to me because I used to hear that a lot more. And I still I think entrepreneurs, you need that a little bit to be like, hey, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go be the number one female negotiator like you are. Right. Something like that. You need, need a little bit of that. But uh, I think it's great to be around people who definitely believe in you and, and kind of see your vision. Oh, man, Jeff. Well, first of all, from Long Island, you're, you know, my bud for life. I'm from Huntington originally, so it's lovely to uh, meet you. Maybe we'll meet in person someday. And, you know, I, I, I heard a couple things that I wanted to point out for people here today. You know, number one, what Jeff was talking about is chasing your own version of success and really focusing on impact. I think a lot of times it's really easy to get caught up in the trappings of success. What are our numbers on these different platforms? You know, how can we front to people about what we do? And what I heard from Jeff instead was that he was paying attention to those moments of joy that he had. And I heard a couple things from you, Jeff. I heard empowering people. I heard somebody who is taking the pain of being told he was too much, right? He was going for too much. He was too ambitious. He was doing the wrong things. And you going out to affirm other people and make it better for them, right? Turning your pain into your power. This is the ultimate. That's what I hear Jeff doing. And that's an ability that all of us have. If you've ever experienced this pain, like I have, like Joy has, like Amanda has, like Jeff has, you have the power to go out and to be that sounding board for other people to let them know they aren't alone. But the other thing I heard from you, Jeff, is that you're a connector. That is a tremendous gift. I wonder how many people on stage know someone like that. They just know everybody, right? So, yep, GI says, you know, they do, right? They know people and they can put a team together. You know, to my friends who are connectors, it's interesting. I have a friend who in her life as a mom, right, is a tremendous connector. She knows everybody. She puts people together for various things. Finally, I said to her one day, you know, this should be your business. This is a value to people. You know, sometimes you're too close to your own genius to see it, as Jeff was. You know, he's flown out. He's out with this person, and the person's like, Jeff. Let me show you your genius. Let me tell you, put words to what it is that you're doing for me and my business. And for her, she's a connector and she's now making a thriving business just on that, just the way she is doing the thing that she loves and that she is talented at. 
who else up here? Who else has been told you're too much? Hey, right? I was yes. going to say, i to jump in. Okay, hey. yeah. Who was that first? G.I. G.I., go ahead. Hey, can you hear me? I want to make sure I'm in a good spot. Yes, ma'am, I can. Wow, wow, wow. You have just told the story of my life. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just blown away. First of all, you know, a couple of things that uh, resonate with me is, you know, even my children say, mom, you do too much. Other people are like, you know, GI is always doing the most. Well, it is just my way of being who I am, right? GI, I, I tell everybody, you know, it's a brand that's been around for a long time. A lot of people say, oh, I don't know what you do. Well, you know, part of that is part of my downplaying uh, myself, which I'm in the journey to stop doing. But, you know, what I realized is that when we are excellent, we put others on notice. They need to step up their game. And that that is, like you said, it, it, it threatens them. It makes them feel guilty that they haven't done the work. They haven't made the commitment to be their best self. So you being your best self is a threat to them. It's a reminder that they are not doing what they need to do. And you know, what I have found is I had uh, recently someone who's senior to me say, Michelle, you need to be careful. You know, some people might get jealous. And, and my response uh, to them was, that's not my problem. You need to have a talk with God because I'm just being the best me. I'm doing my mission and my ministry. And if you've got a problem with that or whoever has a problem with that needs to talk with God. And so, you know, it's, it's a constant struggle for me because I've always been a innovator, a disruptor. You know, my dad taught me create history, leave deep footprints everywhere you go, put your signature on everywhere you go. So, you know, I always try to do something that nobody else has done. I'm kind of a, you know, a, a I guess a starter, you know, uh, of new businesses, new mm -hmm. avenues, new markets within corporate and government. And that's highly unusual. And I'm fighting to not succumb to being minimized and marginalizing. And um, I'm just honored by Breakfast with Champions in the space that Glenn has, has set because it is giving me permission. Thank you, honored always. GI, I wanna thank you for sharing your story and I wanna thank you for continuing to fight against that. Can you imagine being told you might make other people jealous? You know, that sounds like when I was little, what we would call a double dog dare, GI, right? Sounds like you should really go out and make a lot of people jealous. Before I go um, to, uh, I believe it's uh, the blind master, L.A. William, um, I wanna just invite everybody here, for those of you who are in the midst of this journey or you are thinking about how you can ask for more, I want to offer you a completely free workbook that thousands of people on Clubhouse have used to pivot out of where they are, to ask for more salary, to raise their prices, to advocate for themselves at home. If you are actually that spouse who's trying to drag somebody along, please reach out to me on Instagram. It's my main platform. That's where I can see the DMs. And just DM me to ask for more, and I will send you that free workbook today. Absolutely no cost. I'm here to serve, and my mission is to teach and help make people's lives better. 
So, the blind master, was that you right next to GI flashing your mic? It sure was. First, I got to say, hey, Miss Carter. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, Miss Carter. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so um, let me go ahead and jump into this quick conversation. I got a seven o'clock room. So, I want to kind of tell y'all about like my life is a little interesting, right? Um, so we go, I'll go out to to dinner and stuff like that. So I remember going out to dinner. It's probably in college, um, going out to dinner with my friend, best best friend, a girl and a couple girls and everything like that. And so, you know, my friend's reading the menu to me. So he's like, you know, they got this and they got that, and you know, the salmon goes with the spinach and the broccoli with the you know the, the roast beef and stuff like that. And they're like different meals, right? Okay, they got this meal, they got that meal, they got this meal. And so I remember the, um, you know, the server coming over kind of like, you know, trying to help me figure out what I wanted. And it just got frustrated. And I was like, can I make my own meal? Right? <laughs> and so it's like this huge joke between like, all, you know, all of us friends that like L.A. always want to make his own meal. Like why you can't just, you know, go with what's on the menu. You got to try to create your own thing all the daggum time. Right. And that but, you know, it's like for me, that's kind of how I live my life. Right. I don't like necessarily, right, what someone else has put together. I want what I want. Does that make sense? And so, you know, a lot of times we, we do that. We allow You're others. talking to me, LA. I love <laughs> I love creating my own meal and saying to the kitchen, Hey, what's not on the menu? Right. Right? That's really special. <laughs> right? I, I want whatever the chef is doing back there. I love it, L.A., and I think that's a great metaphor for us to conclude on, right? Just because somebody presents you a menu, life presents you a menu of acceptable choices. I'm here today to tell you that as a career in the law, I am totally off the menu. I have created a life both at my institution and outside as an entrepreneur that is 100% me and where I am in my highest and best always. And you know, the result of that is truly that, you know, every day I wake up not small knowing that I'm doing what I was born to do. And so with that, I am going to turn it over at seven o'clock to my friends, Liza and Joy, and can't wait to hear the rest of Breakfast with Champions. Look forward to staying in touch. Please DM me. Thank you so much, everybody, for having me here today. Live. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.